0: Good morning, Rabbi. Morning, Joe. I see your shirt matches the sunrise today.
1: It's another beautiful day here overlooking the Pacific Ocean.
0: It's more beautiful than you think because we have a special guest. Katie is here, uh, new to the podcast but a big fan, and she has a question for you.
2: Hello, Rabbi. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Katie.
2: My question for you today is, what do we know about how God views suffering?
1: You've just asked the question of the century. When I was younger, it was called the $64,000 question, but it's a question that all religions have been wrestling with and giving answers, sometimes satisfying, sometimes raising more questions. So, I think we picked a good topic for this morning. Let me start with our classic book on suffering, the book of Job. You've read it, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on his friends?
2: I I actually can't say that I remember it well enough to make comments
1: that's comfortably. A, that's okay, but you're familiar with the general idea that a God is having a conversation with one of his angels. Now, remember, in Judaism, we do not have Satan. We don't have the devil because it's God. God's in charge. And there can't be anyone that would have power that God doesn't have. So God has lots of assistants. We sometimes call them angels. We sometimes call them messengers. But it's, it's God's in charge. And remember, this is metaphorical. We're not talking about an actual event that CNN went to and taped and videoed and recorded and asked questions. This is a, a book about suffering. That's why I brought up the book of Job. It was one of our wisdom books. And God is sitting, doing whatever he does, she does, God's there. And one of the assistants says to him, says to her, says to God, huh oh, no wonder why Job is one of your biggest fans. He has a great life. Everything's terrific. I bet if Job's life would turn around, he would blame you, curse you. He would not be a loyal fan. God says, Oh, all right, let's just see what happens. And he says to Satan, but not the Hebrew is not the devil, it's not the idea of Satan. The word Satan means Adversary means the loyal opposition. It's someone you argue with and not having any powers, not being thrown out, nothing's going on here other than God and one of his advers- one of His angels are discussing and God says, yeah, do what you want, but you can't, don't kill him. So right away the stage is set and it's with God's permission. And so Job's fortune turns around and through a series of events, he loses his family, he loses money, he. but he never loses faith in God. And he doesn't try to justify it. And three friends come and they say, it's your fault you did something wrong. Job so said, no, I didn't. That's not how the world operates. And then someone else says, you didn't observe the ritual in the right way. And so says, no, that's not how the world operates. And I don't remember offhand the third friends who would blame a system, but Job says the same thing. The original book ends with Job in misery. Unfortunately, human beings don't like unhappy endings. They don't like the fact that bad things, no, good things, no. They don't like the idea that things happen to us. We like to connect the dots. We want to think that someone got cancer because rather than it's a disease. That's why we call it a disease. Automobile accidents. We don't want to think it was an accident, but there are accidents. We want to connect the dots. So a false ending was added to the book of Job. And it raises a lot of questions because he gets a new wife. That seems weird to me. What, he couldn't get his old wife back or he didn't like her? He gets different children. That seems odd to me. The ending is very strange when one actually looks at it. And it was added because people were unhappy with the idea that there is no reason for suffering other than we're human beings and events happen. Tornadoes happen. Beautiful days, sunrises happen. But we wanna have cause and effect. And the Book of Job presents a very Jewish view and a, a very biblical view of there is a universe we live in. And because of the laws of nature and the rules of weather events happen, not because we did or we didn't.
2: Oh well, Rabbi, I have a question.
1: Sure, Katie.
2: Sorry. Um, what about like human on human violence and suffering? like? human trafficking and murder and all of these horrible things that we do to one another.
1: The Holocaust, man's inhumanity to man. And okay, now we're going to take a look at the universe and free will. We were created with free will. Now, Judaism believes that each of us has two inclinations inside of us the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Hatov, the good inclination and the bad inclination. And they're lock-stepped. Mohammed described the same, and he called this a jihad. We somehow think of the jihad as a holy war or killing people, that came much later. That was interpretive. It's not what Muhammad intended. He saw human beings as free, but neither good nor bad, which is different from other religions. Both Judaism and Islam and Buddhism, Eastern religions, see human beings as neither good nor bad. We have the ability to do or make choices to do both. The goal is to keep these locked like this and not have big swings. So sort of, We don't want to be bipolar between the good and the bad. We want to stay in the middle. Joe,
0: what are you thinking? Well, um, at, regarding the issue of purpose of suffering, uh, back in parochial school, the nuns taught us that suffering was actually something that you should embrace because they used the term penance on earth. Mm-hmm. That if you suffered right. on earth and you did it with dignity and grace, right. then that was time off for your parole in heaven. Right, and that all suffering in on earth reflected well on you when it came to standing in front of the pearly gates and St. Peter, and he opened his big book. So that's where all the martyrs came from and a lot of other suffering. But um, I think I'm with Katie on this one. What about the fact that other people are doing bad things to one another? And how does God let that happen? Because God's in charge of everything, right?
2: Especially well, if God can come down and say, I'm going to give Job a bad life. And that why can't, why can't God say, I'm going to give this person a good life, or I'm not going to let these bad people do bad things to good people. Why don't we just put all the bad people together and they can do bad things to each other?
1: Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. Put them on an island. But you just opened the window for me, because what I'd like you to do is look out the window. You described the world. Well, rather than saying, why God, why God, our concept of God is not correct. Our concept of God is not consistent with the world. And that's where we have to change our thinking. We developed an idea of God that's not consistent with the way the universe operates. The sensible, logical, and most comforting thing to do is let's change our concept of the one. Rather than trying to make up excuses, run in circles, have philosophy. It's a total waste of time. And as you're pointing out, it doesn't work. When we look at the world, we see that things happen. They're neither good nor bad, Katie. We're the ones labeling them as bad. Cancer is not malicious. It's not bad. It's a disease. It's just bad because we don't like it. We don't want it to happen. But- I don't
2: know, I have a very hard time saying some things aren't bad. Like we, we've talked about before, I'm interested in criminology, criminal justice mm-hmm. stuff. And I read yesterday about um, a case of an eight-year-old girl who just lost her life for a monster. And her mother is left to deal with that. Her family is left to deal with that. I have a really hard time not labeling that as bad.
1: Okay, I agree with you, but you're labeling it bad from your perspective. It is neither good nor bad, it was an event. We don't like it.
2: But I we want to know it. who, from whose perspective is that good?
1: It's not good. That's my point, Katie. It's neither good nor bad. It's the nature of the universe. There are things that happen. As I mentioned about the evil inclination, there are people who make the choice to let the evil inclination rule. And they wreck havoc. They do. They destroy. They hurt. Look at the Holocaust. Perfect example of the evil inclination reigning over a whole continent. Vichy France, Pathan, he, he let his evil inclination make his choices. And we step back and say they were bad choices, they were wrong choices, but we're labeling it, they were his choices and resulted in a lot of bad or harm happening to people but it's not bad, it's the event is an event.
0: Well, I think this topic deserves a little more conversation and we're going to have to do another episode on it. And I think the big question that we should all think about is religion and you and I have said this before is a basis for our our modern concept of morality and helps to teach us the difference between right and wrong. it seems to me like you're contradicting yourself rabbi so i look forward to your explanation as to why i am completely wrong in my perception
1: and this won't be the first time joe that you're completely wrong i look forward to talking with you again
0: well thank you very much and thank you katie for launching us into this topic and i hope you'll stick around for the next uh episode of course